0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area, with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stengy, and I am a managing partner of Stengy Law Firm, which is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Well, welcome today to Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. We have an interesting topic. The topic is titled "Drug Usage in Custody Cases," and we'll get to that here in just a second. But I'll state, as I always do, that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements, and that the information you obtain today in this episode is general in nature and it may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore. For if you need legal advice, you should definitely consult an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right, so back to the topic. Again, the topic is drug usage in custody cases, and this is based on an article on our webpage, uh dated December 29, 2014, and the title is, How Doing Drugs Can Sink Your Custody Cases, and so that's the topic here today a really interesting topic and, and if you look at the article itself on familylawheadquarters.com, we have a picture of a large ship uh sinking in the ocean and that is kind of uh a good visual i think for what drug usage can do in terms of in terms of a custody case and so that's the topic here today so let's talk let's talk about it and let's go through it um obviously you know for some parties um you know, going through a divorce or custody case can just be a hard thing in and of itself. It can be emotionally draining. It can create a huge toll and burden on the back uh, of some folks. And so there's some folks out there who maybe didn't use drugs previously, uh, uh, certainly not in any kind of current sense. Maybe it was something they did a long time ago in their past, but it's not something they'd been doing. It's not something they were in the habit of doing uh, in any shape, matter, or form. And unfortunately... You know, there's lots of instances out there where you'll see a party and they go through divorce or custody case, and it's just an overwhelming burden. They feel stressed out, maxed out. They feel as if they can't handle it. Uh, It's all too much. It's too encompassing. And so, unfortunately, some parties uh, decide to dabble in drugs or partake in some sort of drug use, whether it's casual or whether it becomes addictive. And they do it at the worst possible time, which is in the middle of a divorce or custody case, when really the microscope is on them and a court system is looking at the parents in a custody case trying to determine what's in the best interest of the kids. And, and obviously a big component of that is a court determining who can uh, really provide for kids stable uh, guidance, stable parenting, uh, even-keeledness, even-temperedness, and really that's what courts are looking for, and so obviously drug usage, uh, not not particularly helpful. Uh, in other cases, um, it might be a situation where a party had used drugs uh, in the past, and it might be something that they were doing leading up uh, to the divorce proceedings or custody case itself, and so, you know, some parties, unfortunately, uh, use drugs, whether it's Uh, something that they do on a regular basis, or whether it's something they do casually here or there. Uh, And so in in, in a lot of these instances, it might be a situation, I hate to say it, but it could be a situation where maybe even both parents were doing uh, drugs, and it could be that husband and wife both did drugs casually with each other. And, of course, prior to divorce proceedings or prior to custody case itself, it might have been a situation where, You know, the one parent really didn't have a problem with the other parent casually using drugs here or there. It wasn't a big deal to them. It wasn't a big issue to them. And they didn't have a problem with it. Uh, And like I say, it might have been a situation where maybe the two of them did drugs kind of casually together here or there, and they they didn't make a big deal about it. Uh, But then you get in the middle of a custody case, and all of a sudden – uh, the drug usage of the other parent becomes a giant issue. And I just state this as sort of a preface as well. I mean, I would hope everybody could agree uh, that drug usage in front of children is not a good thing in any shape, matter, or form. Uh, I mean, really, you can go through all kinds of psychological research, but this is harmful for kids. Uh, it's not a good thing for kids to see, to be exposed to. And so I just want to state it's kind of a general preface to all of this. You know, drug usage, not a good thing uh certainly we don't endorse drug usage whether a casual basis uh whether persistent basis i mean i mean drug usage as a whole is not a good thing is not something uh, folks should partake in obviously it's illegal in most states still and so uh, doing something that is illegal is not a good thing is a bad thing and it has bad negative consequences uh for the kids certainly when the drug usage is uh done in front of them and the kids are exposed to it and they see it and so, definitely not a good thing. Uh, but all of that said, uh, the reality of it is, is that some folks still partake in either casual drug use, or they take uh, uh, drugs maybe on some sort of regular basis, and, that, and that's just the reality of it. And uh, uh, in saying all of that, the reality is this is not helpful to custody cases. And so lots of parties, you know, they'll hire an attorney for the divorce or custody case and the issue of drug usage will come up. Uh, and in fact, you know, we give uh, materials uh, in our intake packets, and we talk about how drug usage, uh, not helpful in custody cases, not something uh, parties should do, but some folks still do it. And at the end of the day, you know, for for parties out there, uh, parties seeking regular visitation with their kids, uh, for parties that are actually seeking custody, um I mean if this is you and you're going through a divorce or custody case, the drug usage is not going to help. Uh it's not helpful, it's counterproductive, it can really sink a custody case faster than uh almost any other factor out there. Uh so it's definitely something uh that those going through custody cases need to be aware of. And so we'll just give some examples. Um uh, certainly through uh, my years of practice, I've seen cases where party ends up with supervised visitation for a period of time because they can't pass drug tests. And, and it might be a situation where, you know, court doesn't give them unsupervised visitation until they pass so many drug tests consecutively. Uh, I've certainly seen cases where even at the conclusion of the case, uh, one party or the other uh, agrees to submit to some sort of regular drug testing um, after the conclusion of the case. And so, uh, you know, for folks that want custody, for folks that are looking for frequent, meaningful contact with their kids, if you do drugs, what might end up happening is you end up with supervised visitation. Um, in other cases, it might be an instance where the court decides that they want that parent to undergo some sort of drug rehabil- drug rehabilitation, some sort of counseling, and that their visits are uh, supervised until that happens uh ultimately um uh some of these parents can end up with supervised visitation for the long term so through the years uh, there's certainly been cases uh that I've uh uh seen and been a part of where party at the conclusion of the case i mean their visitation is supervised which means every time they see their kids uh there might need to be uh, a supervisor there present uh overlooking their visits and, and at times this can happen Uh, it it, you know certain courthouses court systems might have a supervised visitation program there's certainly uh, some independent people uh, private uh, practice people if you will that one of the things they do for a living is supervised visits but think about that you know doing drugs uh, is it worth having a supervisor with you on all your visits and of course some of these supervisors Uh, can cost a significant amount of money, and so now uh, you're having visits supervised by this paid supervisor, uh, which is costing folks lots of money, and so that is definitely not a good thing, uh, uh, really, for that parent, because they're not having regular visitation with their kids, and obviously for the kids, in a lot of respects, it can be harmful to them, because now they know that to see either their mom or their dad, uh, there has to be a supervisor uh, present, so Uh, not a good thing. And in in some extreme cases where the drug usage is persistent, it's been going on for a long period of time, a parent has had plenty of warning. Uh, There are even instances where the kids end up in the custody of the state and and the rights of the parents end up becoming terminated. So uh, drug usage can actually uh, result in some instances with a parent's relationship with their kids being forever severed, forever terminated. Uh, And that's not a good thing. So you know, for all of these different reasons, it's really critical that parents think long and hard before they even engage in really any kind of drug usage. Obviously, some folks uh, have various uh, degrees of uh, dependency. You know Some folks might, become, it might have some sort of genetic propensity to become addicted easier to other, than others. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know drugs can stay in folks' system for a long period of time. Courts can enlist certain types of drug tests and these different drug tests can go further back in terms of determining whether somebody's used drugs or not. Obviously, you know, urinalysis tests uh, can take place. Those don't go back uh, nearly as far. Uh, But in some instances, uh, you know, the court might order a hair follicle test, which can show drug usage for months past. Uh, Fingernail tests uh, can uh, be used in some instances as well. Uh, to determine uh, whether drug use has been used, and that can go pretty far way back. So, you know, for f- the folks out there, I mean, it might be a situation where maybe, maybe you uh, you know, you use drugs uh, one or two times, and it's been a couple months ago, a few months ago, and that can still show up in your system. And at the end of the day, that failed drug test can really be fatal to the custody case, uh, particularly if uh, you're failing drug tests and the other parent is passing. Um, because at the end of the day, courts are going to look at parties and think, look, with a, with a microscope on you, with the court looking at your parenting skills to try to uh, make a determination for what's in the best interest of the kids, uh, to fail a drug test really shows, in a lot of respect to a lot of judges, that that maybe this is a persistent drug use because most folks, they truly cared about their kids uh, would refrain from doing so in the middle of a custody case. Now, we can get into big debate about different types of drugs and whether uh, one drug or another drug is different than another and whether a court, you know, might weigh certain drugs uh, in 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 kind of a a worse light than other drug usage. But at the end of the day, in most states, it's still illegal. And uh, uh, courts not fond of seeing parents failing drug tests. So, Again, at the end of the day, uh, if you're going to be going through a divorce or custody case and custody your kids is important, it's just critical uh, that uh, uh, you get the help that you need or that you just stop the drug use uh, altogether and, and uh, realize that at the end of the day you've got to choose the drugs, you've got to choose the kids, and, and for the good parents out there, hopefully they're they're choosing the kids and not the drugs because, uh, it's truly one of those situations that, it, where if you're doing uh, drugs in the middle of a custody case, uh, it can have a fatal effect on on uh, a custody order than any parent um, uh, could receive for their kids. And that's why, again, uh, we have a picture with the blog article on FamilyHeadquarters.com of a ship sinking because it's really a good illustration of what what can happen when a parent fails a drug test in the middle of the custody case not helpful not a good thing and you can hire the world's best female law attorney uh, to try to help you out with your custody case but if you're failing drug test the truth of the matter is there's not a whole lot that any attorney can do to really fix that except to help you uh, understand that the drug usage is not a good thing and that it has to stop and that if you need to get help uh, then that's definitely something you should do but you can't uh uh uh, really, uh, at the end of the day, assume you're going to end up with a good custody order if you're using drugs. Just not, just not helpful. Again, so that is a topic here today. Uh, as a prelude, or as a follow-up, I should state, as a follow-up to the episode today, go to familylawheadquarters.com, uh, look at the article dated December 29, 2014, titled How Doing Drugs Can Sink Your Cussie Case. All right, well, thanks for all the listeners for tuning in today with Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stenge. Visit com for more about today's topic or to put Stengy Law Firm to work for your family today.